You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Oh my goodness, I am so excited to be back recording solo episodes for you guys. I think I said this um, you know, on the intro, but it just felt like it had been forever, even though it really hadn't been all that long. So just so excited to be back, to be recording, to be talking to y'all, and to be going on this totally new and exciting journey with Sam, I think. It is just so amazing to me how really different this has been from season one, but also, you know, so many of the same similar principles apply. So today we're talking all about mindset. You guys know I'm obsessed. (laughs) There's no secret there, but we're going to dive in today to five mindset hacks of six-figure entrepreneurs because I think Sam has really, really demonstrated so many of them. Actually, that's why I waited to do this solo episode to release it after session four, because I really wanted you guys to see that entire scope so that I could talk about it today and point out those um, really, really important mindset pieces that Sam is bringing to the table and why they have helped her get to six figures, why they're going to help her go to multi six figures, and how even though she's not someone that has traditionally spent time focusing on mindset, she still has a very strong mindset. And I want to talk about that a little bit too. So Just so excited uh, to dive into this topic and for you to be able to see it through a different lens because I think that's so important. Um, You know, sometimes, you know, we listen to season one and we're like, oh, okay, well, that all makes sense. So I have to do it exactly like that. But what I want you to see in season two is like, there's no one perfect way or one perfect type of person that this mindset strategy and execution framework works for, or really that any of the coaching that we're doing works for. It's really about personal application to you and to your business, but those are the keys. So again, today it's all about those mindset hacks, and I really, really want to like go back and kind of pick apart and point out the way that Sam thinks about things, the way that she's showing up around things, because I think it will help you so dramatically to focus on these. So I mentioned briefly that she's not someone that has ever focused on mindset, and I know if you listen to our intro episode, she definitely professes that herself. Um, even in her application, I think she was like, I don't really know about all this woo stuff, but you know, totally open to it and ready to dive in. And so you know, what's cool to see is that she still has such a rock-solid mindset in a lot of ways. And so I think what people can do is almost get confused. Like they're like, well, I hear that I'm supposed to work on my mindset every day, but you're saying that Sam has this like rock solid mindset when she's never really worked on it. Totally. I think (laughs) sometimes it happens by luck or by chance or by area of focus or by accidentally choosing to think in a way that she thinks serves her. But what it really comes down to for me is that you don't always have a good mindset just because you work on it. Just like you don't always have a good body just because you work on it. Like we all know those people who have like the perfect body and never go to the gym and eat whatever, you know, the hell they want, right? But working on your mindset is the most reliable way to have an amazing mindset, just like working on your body is the most reliable way to have an amazing body. I'm not saying that it can't happen or that it doesn't happen for some people, 
to have this rock solid mindset. But what I'm saying is the most reliable way to have one is to do that mindset work every day. So if you're listening to these mindset hacks and you're like, well, I don't have those, but what I'm hearing is that Sam just kind of developed them. So what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Work on your mindset every day. That's what she's supposed to do, right? Because even though she hasn't done it intentionally, I believe that there has been a ton of intentional cultivation of the right headspace to get where she wants to be. And you're going to really see that as we go through these mindset hacks. And so for you, if you're like, man, I am not thinking about things in that way, beautiful. This is your opportunity. Dive in and do that daily work. Program your brain. Show up for that every day and care what you're thinking about, what you're saying to yourself, how you're thinking about your business, because it is the only thing that will impact how you show up. So Without further ado, (laughs) let's get into um, our mindset hacks. So the first one that I really want to talk about is Sam's mindset around problems um, that you've heard in the first four sessions. She has such a beautiful mindset around problems because here's the truth. There is never a time in your business when you're not going to be solving problems, (laughs) right? I feel like that's kind of bad news for some people, but it's true. Um, I think that when we're brand new in business, we think like, oh, once I get to like, you know, 10K months or six figures or whatever that like, you know, number is that we set for ourselves, then everything will be easier. I won't have problems and I'll be fine, right? Then you get there and you're like, oh, interesting. I still have a lot of problems. They just look different. Well, once I get to multi-six figures, I probably won't have problems and I'll be fine. Or I'll know exactly what to do every time, no matter what, right? And unfortunately, (laughs) the truth is, Problems are always going to be present in your business. New challenges and new levels of growth are going to be necessary all the time for you to continue expanding. And so if you're waiting for the point where you don't have problems, you're going to be waiting a long time. But what you're mostly going to be doing is keeping yourself stuck, right? So the point isn't to never have problems. The point is to get comfortable with these problems and with upgrading your problems. So Sam's current problem is like, how do I have a really good hiring process? How do I onboard somebody? How do I expand into 150K? Like all of that, right? But she also has those silly everyday problems too. Like what happens when I get banned on Facebook? What am I going to do about it? Does that change my scholarship uh, process? All of that, right? And what you can see in how she reacts to it is that she never, ever even considers that that problem could stop her. Isn't that powerful? I I just cannot reinforce that enough. She is both comfortable with having a problem and never considers that that problem might stop her. She's not like, well, you know, Lace, I'm coming to this call because, you know, Facebook banned me from groups, so we might have to scrap the scholarship thing, or we might have to extend it two weeks, or, you know, maybe it wasn't the right thing to begin with, blah, 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 right? How many of us do that with problems in our business? As soon as something gets in our way, what do we do? We think it wasn't meant to be, or we think we didn't know enough to get it right, or we think that we totally screwed it up, or that we failed, or that we have to change the whole entire plan. And what you're really seeing illustrated in these like mini setbacks, right, is that they don't matter, (laughs) you know, that they're always going to pop up in business. And when you can be in a place where you don't let every new problem frustrate you, you can move forward so quickly. It's like, I always say to my clients, it's like a, uh, oh my God, I almost just said it wrong, but it's like a bug bite, not a broken leg. It's like a minor annoyance, but you can still run forward, right? But if every problem becomes a broken leg, 
you're stopping all the time and maybe even for long periods of time. So if you're looking at problems that come up in your business as meaning something about you, meaning something about your worth, meaning something about what you know, meaning something about the possibility or potentiality of the results you're creating, you are missing the point. (laughs) The only point in business is to keep upgrading your problems so that you have better and better problems, i.e., I tell my clients all the time, like, (laughs) you know, they're like, going to put something out. I'm just making something up like this scholarship, for example. And they're like, oh my God, but what if I get like a hundred applications? I'm like, that would be a good problem to have. We'll solve that when it comes, right? So all you're doing is upgrading your problem. Sam's upgraded problem right now is like, how do I get a team member on to help me with all this? Well, that's an amazing problem to have that she can afford it and that she has enough clients that she needs a team member, but it's still something she has to go through, right? And again, it's just about seeing it as like, is that frustrating? Is that something that you're going to make up a story around? Like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to hire. This is so stressful. This is so terrible. What else do I need to learn? What if I do it wrong? All of those things. No, right? This is just the course of business. So I just want to normalize problems here. And I want to point out the idea that if you look at them as just part of the course of business, they won't stop you. They will be that bug bite. If you look at that as meaning something, they will be the broken leg and they will stop you constantly in your business. So if you haven't already listened to all of those episodes, go back and hear how Sam talks about those problems. Hear how she talks about um, getting annoyed at Facebook. Like what I loved about that was she let herself be good and pissed about it and she was like, and I'm still going to get what I want. That is the fucking mindset of solving problems in your business. This minor annoyance is coming up and I still get to get exactly what I want. If you can have that belief, you will move so forward so freaking fast. If you're like, this problem comes up and it probably means I can't have what I want, guess what? You probably aren't going to get what you want, right? So this is the six-figure mindset is just seeing that ability to still get what you want even when things come up. Okay, so that was number one. Number two. Number two was Sam's mindset around the ease of getting on calls and making conversions, right? You probably heard me basically screaming into the microphone um, on one of my clip-ins, I think in session three or four, about how important that mindset was. And so I have to hit on it here and we have to talk about it for a minute. Basically, when we were talking about leads, Sam was always like, yeah, I know how to generate leads. It's pretty easy. I mean, I have to put the work in, but like I got that. When we were talking about calls, she was like, yeah, I, I once I get on a call with people, I convert, right? Like, And I think it's so easy to hear that and go, well, yeah, because she has that evidence or yeah, because that's happened in her business or yeah, because she's already there. No way. I guarantee you, <laughs> we can ask her, I guarantee you she's had that mindset almost from day one and or some version of it, of like, I believe I can get leads. I believe people buy from you when they get on the call. You would be absolutely stunned at how many business owners do not have one or both of those beliefs. And it keeps them stuck all the time, right? If you truly do not believe that when people get on calls with you, they want to buy from you, you have a very big problem in your business (laughs) because that belief will so deeply impact your actions on those calls. It will impact how you follow up. It will impact how you make sales. It will impact how you hold the call, how you show up on the call, the energy you bring to the call. I could go on and on. That belief is a problem, right? If you do not believe that it's easy to get leads, guess what? That is a big problem in your business because leads are how you make money. 
right? So if you're like, I I just don't know. I don't know how to get leads. It's really, really hard to get leads. I bet that's your experience all the time, right? And I bet that because of that belief, you don't try to get leads in certain ways or you hold yourself back in certain ways or you overthink and second guess and don't move forward fast because you really believe it's hard to get leads, right? And I know this is the woo-woo stuff, but I'm really trying to show you that it's not that it just is like a thoughts become things mentality, although fuck yes. (laughs) But what it is too is a thoughts become feelings become actions mentality. And if you think it's hard to get leads, your actions are only and ever going to line up with that, right? If you think people don't convert when they're getting on a call with you, your actions are only and ever going to line up with that, right? So the mindset that it's easy to get leads and when people get on a call with me, they convert is wildly helpful. It is like the most helpful thing if you want to make more sales. I really feel like, and I talk about this quite a bit and I, (laughs) and I'm going to do it again because it's my podcast. Um, But (laughs) but what, what I talk about all the time is like, the reason I feel so grounded and centered and peaceful in my business is because I fundamentally know and believe that when people get on a call with me, they buy from me. I don't care if it's a free call. I don't care if it's a connection call. I don't care if it's, um, you know, a discovery call or whatever. Like, I mean, anything. If you're getting on a call with me to talk business, you're going to buy from me, right? And I'm not saying it's 100% of the time, but it's real close to 85 to 90%. And that makes the all the difference in the world for me because the win for me isn't just in the next client. It's in knowing that I have this tool, i.e. calls, that I can use anytime I need to to make sales and make conversions in my business, right? And that sounds like a little bit more, um, you know, unfeeling than I mean for it to. I love the humans I'm getting on the phone with and it's like like the gift of my life to serve them, right? I'm not trying to take the emotion out of it. It's it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. But <laughs> the truth is my centeredness in business comes from knowing and believing that when I get on calls, I make conversions, right? And if it makes me show up differently. I am a badass on calls because I believe that to be true. That's the same for Sam. Sam is a badass on calls because she believes that to be true. The way I show up on calls is completely and totally dictated by that belief. So that is a huge mindset hack of six-figure business owners is that they just believe in that deeply. Or they believe that it's easy to get leads. Honestly, some six-figure business owners only believe one or the other, and their, their key to scaling is to believe both. But the point is, having those beliefs installed is the best and fastest way to make money. I, I, I promise you. <laughs> like, I can't say enough about that. Believing that it's easy to get leads, believing that people get on calls with you and convert is the fastest way to make money in your business. So check yourself on that. Really tune in. Do I believe these things? What actually comes up for me when I sit with the question, do I believe it's easy to get leads? Write that shit out. Do some journaling. Figure out what's underneath this for you because if you can start installing those beliefs, you will start seeing massive transformation in your business, in your own way of showing up, in how you hold calls, in what actions you take, and it will impact your bottom line in a huge freaking way. Ah, such a good one. I get so fired up about that one. I feel like I need to like hit pause and take a deep breath, but I'm not going to. Um, Okay, so the third one is the mindset around getting support when you're already in a good place. This one's really important 
because I think that so many people think about coaching or getting support and come to coaching or mentoring thinking that it needs to be about problems or that they need to have this very pressing problem or that they need to bring a bunch of problems, right? And and just like the, the point I made in number one, we're like, we try to make problems less important. When you can come to coaching like that, when you're like, I'm already in a really good place and I'm ready to grow, it is amazing what can happen. And I'm not saying you can't come to coaching with big problems or big challenges. I would say half my clients come with that and it's amazing and we do epic work and it's totally fine and it's a completely and perfectly appropriate use of coaching. But don't fool yourself that that's the only way to use coaching because I have plenty of clients that come to me in similar spaces to Sam. You know, they're making – you know, like the 10, 20K months and they're ready to scale. Nothing's wrong per se. They don't have this like huge looming issue, but they know they're meant for more and they know that support in getting there is going to be the fastest path, right? And so I think it's just really beautiful to note that sometimes the way that we kind of stick ourselves is we feel like, well, I, I have to have a problem in order to deserve support. Or I have to almost like create a problem in order to get the support I want. And it's quite the opposite. If I can say, I deserve support just because I'm ready to scale and grow and go to the next level. And I know that the fastest way to do that is to get someone else to help me. Beautiful. That's the best place to hire support that I can possibly think of, right? And it's also such a permission-giving thing to be able to say to yourself, nothing is wrong here and I still desire support. Now that is six-figure thinking, right? Because it's about sitting with all the goodness. It's about letting it all be good and still wanting more. Like, isn't that a funny um, but important little nuance there? It's about knowing that things are good and being able to want more more results, more support, whatever, more impact, right? And so I think it was just really beautiful to see that Sam didn't show up here like, hey, I'm like, you know, completely stuck. I have no idea what I'm doing or where I'm going. And I like desperately need help. Again, (laughs) plenty of people show up like that and that's totally appropriate and cool too. But this is about permission to also get support when it's good, right? I will tell you that like the clients I have that are like taking off the fastest and are growing the fastest and are scaling the fastest come with that mentality. They're like, hey, shit's pretty good in my business right now and I'm ready for it to be epic. I'm ready for it to be great. I'm ready to go to the next level and I just know support is the best and fastest way to get here. Get there. Let's do the damn thing right? Because they're not putting all these blocks in their way or they're not already coming from that space of I've let it get really bad and a bunch of things are wrong, right? And so permission to get support when you're feeling good. It's just like I was saying to Sam about hiring. Permission to hire when you actually have the time to hire instead of waiting until you're so busy that it's hard to hire. Permission to get support when it feels really good versus waiting to get support until you feel like you feel really bad, right? So six-figure business owners are really taking that mindset most of the time. Like their business isn't bad. They're doing really amazing. And they can see how strategic support is the key to going further and faster. So check yourself on what you're thinking about support. Are you thinking like, I have to be in a certain place or I have to have this big epic problem or I have to, um, you know, be in this place where I have all this, you know, baggage to bring to coaching or whatever. That's not always the thing, right? Again, like it's part of the thing and it's it's definitely an, an appropriate use of coaching and 
so is just letting it be good and coming from that place, right? Okay, beautiful. So number four is the mindset around goals and setting them with inevitability versus uncertainty. So here's what I mean by that. When you're hearing Sam talk about her goals, when she wants to hit that next 150K mark, when she's talking about how in six months she wants to get to 200, when she's talking about, do I want the 50K coaching business or do I want you know more than that or what do I want it to look like and, and really just processing those goals out, she's speaking from a place of total inevitability. Like there is not this question for her of like, will I hit the goal, Right? It's not like a big, giant, looming question mark that's sitting out there. It's it's so certain. She's positive that that goal is going to be hers. We're just talking about what's the smartest, fastest, best way to get there, you know? And I think what's so important to note about that is that a lot of people set goals with a big, giant question mark, with a lot of uncertainty. They're like, well, I'm going to set this goal, and then like, who the fuck knows? We'll see what happens. <laughs> no. That is not that is not the mindset hack. That is not how six-figure entrepreneurs are thinking. That's not how they're growing. That's not how they're scaling. You have to be coming with that mentality of inevitability and of certainty because when you bring all that uncertainty to your goals, here's what happens. Every time you take step two steps closer to that goal, instead of celebrating, you're like, well, now I'm just further down the line and it could still all not turn out how I want it to. Or every step you take is just a reminder that you're not there yet because it feels so uncertain, right? It's like if you were driving and you knew exactly where you were going and you knew you were going to get there, every mile you move, you're like, perfect, getting closer, getting closer. This feels amazing, getting closer, we're going to get there. You're not worried when you have to stop and take the bathroom break. You're not concerned about pulling off to the gas station because you know it's like a small detour. It's no big deal, but it's inevitable that you're going to get there. But if you're lost and have no idea if you're really going to get to this place that you want to get to when you're driving, everything feels awful. Stopping at the gas station feels like a waste of time. Pulling off the road, having to go pee is very triggering because you don't know if you're going to get there. You don't know if you're going to get there. Every mile feels like, but is this the right mile or is this not the right mile? Like Those are the two ways to get to goals, and one sucks a whole lot more than the other. Right? So when you set goals, I want you to start bringing that inevitability to them where it's like, Sam doesn't know like, okay, it's going to take me approximately these three steps in these three months to get to 150K, but she knows she's getting to 150K. She's not putting all this pressure and all these expectations on it because it doesn't matter. It's inevitable. Isn't it funny how that is? When we have that sense of inevitability, we take the pressure off completely. When we have that fear of uncertainty, when we think the goal is not certain, the pressure and expectations skyrocket. And it is such a hard slog to build a business through all that pressure and all that expectation, right? So I really want to invite you to look at your goals and ask yourself, what level of certainty and inevitability do I feel around this? I will tell you in my business, I I remember this to this day because it felt like a very um, important moment for me. But when I hired my first one-on-one coach, um, I remember saying to her on the phone, I hadn't gotten a single client yet. I was like, I mean, I literally hired her like right when I launched my business. Like, thank you, Pasley Seaver, being smart enough to do that. Um, (laughs) And uh, I remember saying to her on our discovery call, 
again, context. I barely have just launched my business and I have no clients. And I remember saying to her, um, so I know that my business is going to be a success. I'm not sure when. I just would rather it be sooner than later. Like the inevitability was there, right? Which is why my business blew up so fast, which is why I had 20K my second month in business and why I knocked it out of the park since then. Because I knew it was mine. I knew it was coming. But let me tell you what, even if I hadn't had it that second month in business, even if I had taken six months, the inevitability was there, right? And I know it's like, well, that's easy to say. You knocked out of the park the second month. But there, there was quite a bit of turmoil in there because I was leaving another business and it was it was a, a very big decision for me. And so, um, sure, like we all have different paths and I may have um, had to rework that mindset a lot, but that inevitability is what brought me through. And that's why when Sam has, you know, a minor hiccup here or a challenge there or whatever, she's not like – you know, this Facebook group thing happened and this one lead isn't converting as fast as they were. I thought they were going to, so maybe we should change the 150K goal. That doesn't even occur to her, right? So I want to offer you that reflection of looking at, are you really bringing certainty to your goals? Like, do you know that your business is going to be successful? And if not, Figure out why. Journal that shit out. What's coming up for you there? What's stopping you from believing down to your bones that success is yours? Because again, it's going to impact how you show up. So when you feel like it's inevitable, you just fucking keep going, right? Sam's just like, I'm just going to keep going and get my goal anyway. Even if that lead's taking a long time to convert, even if the group thing is happening, even if life is getting a little bit crazy right now, like my goal is mine, right? And that helps her show up so consistently through all of that, as you've seen. If she really didn't know if that goal was hers, I guarantee you she wouldn't have been showing up in the midst of that. I guarantee you that lead would have been hard to convert and she would have wanted to change her goal or bow out or would have self-sabotaged. That's how it happens because we're always curious, like, am I really going to hit the goal? No, I'm going to hit the goal because I'm going to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes until I get there. And when you take that mindset of whatever it takes for as long as it takes, it usually doesn't take that long. That's kind of the whole secret, you know? Um, Because you're showing up like that. When you take the mindset of we'll see, is it even possible for me? It's going to take a long time because you're going to be so hesitant and measured and uncertain every step of the way. And that is both very draining (laughs) and it really slows you down. Like it's just not the fun trip to make. So check in with yourself. Do I have that certainty? And then if I don't, another another option is like, well, what goal can you get behind that you feel inevitability around and chase that one first? Like if you're like, well, gosh, like when you ask that least, like I don't know about the inevitability of getting to six figures that really like messes with my brain, but I really do believe I could get the next three clients. Beautiful. That's your goal. Get behind it. Get fully behind it and do everything exactly what it takes until you get those three clients and then set a new one. It's okay to baby step it, but don't pick the goal that leaves you feeling uncertain so constantly because all it will do is slow you down. Amazing. Okay. Number five. Oh, number five. (laughs) I love number five. Number five is the mindset around strategy just being strategy and not placing a lot of emotional drama around it. Okay, so here's what I mean by that. Uh, 
What happens, <laughs> let's see if I can tell a beautiful story here. What happens a lot of time in business is that strategy doesn't just feel like strategy because it's charged with all of these emotions. So when it's like, okay, go, like, let's use Sam's strategy. Go put out this scholarship. Go get a couple free coaching clients and then go convert the other ones. Beautiful. What's she doing? Executing on it because right now in her brain, it's just a strategy to use. But what a lot of us do at different points in our business is bring a lot of emotional drama to that. But what if I don't get enough applications or why should I serve people for free or why would anyone convert? They just want this thing for free. Oh my gosh, what if people think that I'm not even valuable because I'm doing something for free? Oh my gosh, am I making the wrong move again? I always make the wrong move. See, I could be making the wrong move again and wasting all this time and I could go on forever. You know what I mean though? Like, We don't just see strategy as strategy, i.e. it strategically makes a ton of sense to get this application out in front of a ton of people, get the market research from it, and move people onto calls. Strategically, it's so simple and it makes so much sense. But what we do a lot of the time is place all of that emotional baggage and drama around it. Whatever the strategy is, like the strategy might be get on video once a week in front of your audience. And we're like, oh, but video, oh my goodness, like I'm so bad at video and people don't even like me on video and my personality doesn't translate very well. And I also don't know if I have the time and, you know, people might not even like what I have to say and how much time do I have to spend planning it? And I can't even think that much on the fly and da 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 da, right? I mean, it's just crazy. It's crazy what we can put on top of strategy that has nothing to do with the strategy and it's all our mindset. So something I work with my clients on a lot is seeing strategy as just strategy and separating that out from the mindset work you need to do. So you might have a ton of mindset work to do around getting on video, but the strategy is simple. You're getting on video. right? And I'm not saying everyone on planet earth has to get on video, but I'm saying if that strategy makes the most sense for your business, then your job is to do the mindset work to be allowed to make that happen without all the emotional drama that gets charged around it, right? And so ultimately, most of our work is mindset because the strategy is simple, right? So you've heard Sam and I lay out just a shit ton of strategies over the last four sessions on everything from how she's scaling the agency to how she's hiring to how she's putting out the scholarship program to how she's starting her coaching business and so much more. And it's all been relatively simple because there's not a lot of emotional charge for her around these things because she's worked through a lot of that. She has that pretty rock solid mindset, right? But if every one of those things brought a ton of emotional drama and mind drama to it, do you know how much slower we'd be moving? We'd still be all the way back on session one talking about money and scaling or money and hiring, right? I guess scaling too. But you see my point. Like the mind drama is what slows us down. The strategy is always very simple. So if you can notice when you're trying to change your strategy based on the mind drama and catch it, beautiful. You're starting to think like a six-figure business owner because you're starting to pull all of the emotions out of the business and process them. Like I'm not saying like, you know, put them in a container, put the lid on tight and never look at them. I'm saying just pull it apart a little bit where you can go, okay, I see that strategically it makes a ton of sense and I should be on video every weekend. And actually that does feel like something I would like to do. That, That can sit over here in your business. But 
I have all these thoughts and all this drama in my mind around why that seems hard or bad or scary. And that's for me to process in my journal and with my coach and, you know, on my walks. And the strategy is something for me to execute on every day. Totally different, separate things. When you can keep pulling those apart, you can keep moving forward a lot, a lot faster, just like you saw in these last four sessions, how much we were able to cover and how much ground we were able to gain. Like the application is out. There's, you know, what, like 30 applications already in, I think actually more probably now, but I mean, I think on that episode, we were at about 30 and like, it's all moving in just under a month. Like the hiring process is in place where we already have applications, so on and so forth. So I just really want to illustrate that the reason we're able to cover so much strategy and move so fast is because the mindset piece is in check. And six-figure business owners have to do that because they have so much on their plate, right? Like there's so many different clients that need servicing or courses or team members or whatever. Like, you know, Sam has a full client roster in her agency. She has new team members that are coming on, all of that, right? Like she doesn't have time to get slowed down by all of the mind chatter. And so six-figure business owners have to learn to separate that out and to start processing the mind and the emotional stuff here when they need to and processing and getting into the business stuff and the strategy when they need to, right? And so that's something I would really look at. Like what, what do you really need to do strategically in your business if you just took all the mind drama away? One way I like to ask people this question is like, as the CEO of your business, what do you need to do for your business this week? That's an easier way to answer it because you're looking at it from a CEO perspective versus like as you in your business, what feels good to do this week? Because those answers probably aren't the same thing, right? But if you can get really clear on like, well, strategically, it makes sense for me to show up in this way. And in order to do that, I would have to change these thoughts, work on these emotions, process these things. Beautiful. Do it. Go process away, do all of that, but stop thinking you need to change the strategy because of it, right? And so you can see how, um, you know, Sam could have, you know, a bunch of money mindset stuff and make a bunch of drama around hiring the assistant. And when I say drama, I'm not saying that in a negative way necessarily. I'm just saying it in a way to make it playful with like the stuff our mind does. Like my mind creates drama all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's not actually like I'm this dramatic human, but my brain just finds ways to create problems and drama. All of ours do, right? But when I can keep separating that out from what I strategically need to do in my business, it is wild how much I can move forward. This podcast is an exceptional example of that, right? Monica and I talked about that a ton. Um, If you've heard us, like, you know, in the subsequent wrap-up and um, update episode of like, It was so easy to get in our own way around that, to be like, oh my God, what are people going to think? What are they going to say? Am I going to be good enough? Am I going to coach right? Are people going to pick on my voice? Which by the way, they did and it was still fucking fine. Like all of those things. But strategically, this podcast was so exciting. It means so much sense strategically in my business and I had to process the other shit separately. And it's why it moved forward so fast. It's why it was such a success because I didn't let it slow me down. So That is my call to you is let strategy just be strategy and find ways to process the emotional and mind drama that come up separately from that. Do not make strategic decisions from that emotional place because it will slow you down every single time and it will confuse the absolute shit out of you in your business. Um, So I'm going to go through them really quick. I'm going to read them one more time. 
to you what the what the actual points were and just make sure that we got them super clear. So the first one was the mindset around problems and basically like normalizing the fact that you're always going to have another problem in your business and that's totally okay. It doesn't have to stop you. And it also doesn't have to mean anything, right? Number two is the mindset around ease of calls and conversion, the mentality that it's easy to get leads and when people get on the phone with you, they buy from you. Um, number three was the mindset around getting support when you're already in a good place versus thinking you have to wait until you're in a bad place. Support from thriving is like makes you thrive so much more and it's so epic what you can create from that place. And so you have to believe in yourself and feel worthy enough to get support even when things are good. Um, the fourth was the mindset around goals and setting them with inevitability versus uncertainty. So really believing that the goal is inevitable. It's just about the progress through it and through the journey and through the steps versus the goal is uncertain. And there's this big looming question mark of, will you ever be able to hit it? And then number five was the mindset around strategy, just being strategy and not placing all of that emotional drama around it. So I hope that was super helpful to you guys. I really am just so excited for you to be able to witness some of that and to see that like, oh, that makes sense why Sam has been able to create what she's created and go to six figures and, you know, have such an amazing business and be living this lifestyle she wants to live. Like she's living a lit up life too. Like she's on the road, she's traveling, she's left the the job and she's just living in the way she wants to live. And so much of that is predicated on these mindsets pieces and these mindset hacks. And so take some time this week to really reflect, are these mindsets you also hold? What can you shift? What can you look at? What beliefs can you dive into? Because I promise you, this is the most worthwhile work you can do because it will make all your other work so much easier. Again, strategy and execution matter, but if the mindset's on point, those are simple. So you can see how like Sam is bringing a lot of simplicity to our strategy and to solving problems because the mindset is on point, right? So hopefully this has been a gift to you. Hopefully seeing how she's showing up behind the scenes has been a gift to you. And hopefully you're going to spend time really diving into these things this week because I promise you it will change your business. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you again for the support you're sharing with Sam and I. Thank you for being so generous in following us for season two and being with us on this journey. And I cannot wait to do another episode and speak to you guys again in the future. Bye y'all. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.